It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Where to begin after a Saturday night of frustration for the Orlando Magic? Yeah, the officiating sucked. We'll get to that. But more importantly, this Magic team knows it's close. You and I know it's close. And yet, it's the same frustrations over and over again. It's time to talk a little bit about some insanity. It's time to talk a little bit about a loss that shouldn't have been a loss, that probably really wasn't a loss. Uh, We'll get into it all. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 12th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter. At Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Atlanta Magic looks so close, guys. So close to being the postseason team we know that they will be one day and can be now. And yet, it's the same problems over and over again that are keeping them from it. And no, it's not the officiating. It might be a little bit of Jamal Mosley. It might just be a little bit. We'll get into some of that. Um, it It's... It's the same frustrations for this Orlando Magic team. We'll get to some of those and how the Magic breakthrough coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. I don't blame the refs. Like, uh, let me just get that out, out front. The officiating was bad in this game. I think even Heat fans might be able to say that. This was a game that the refs allowed a lot of physicality in. I think that was fairly consistent, but was definitely allowed to be too physical. Um, and really put the magic, especially in the way that they play, and we'll get to this in a sec, uh, in a tough spot. Um, there were a lot of bad calls down the stretch. And, and I, I'm fairly certain the report which comes out Sunday afternoon will state unequivocally that the Magic were victims of bad calls, of wrong calls, of incorrect calls. So, yes, in a game that went to overtime, in a game where every little play and every little decision, yes, that that matters. Um, the, Magic, the Magic got a bad officiating job. I'm not going to sit here and say say otherwise. Having said that, 
the foul that eventually led to the uh, game-tying free throws that sent the game to overtime was absolutely a foul. Whether Wendell Carter got fouled underneath the basket, I would think he did. I think he did. But whether he got fouled underneath the basket on the on the putback attempt, it doesn't matter to what actually happened. And, and Jamal Mosley made a bad decision challenging that call and challenging that play. But to me, as I always say, A, good teams don't win close games. They avoid them. Um, so the games don't come down to a bad decision or human error or whatever. Um and again, Paolo Bencaro had an opportunity to still win the game late and missed a layup, got a great look at the basket, definitely got bumped in the air by Bam Adebayo, is what it is. And then, yes, in overtime, Max Struess was 100% moving on that and one play by Marco Fultz. It was called a charge. Magic didn't have a challenge to correct it. Say la vie. Um, it's ba- it, was a ba- it was a very poorly officiated game. The Heat were able to get to the line at key moments when the Magic couldn't. And that's that was kind of the ball game. Um, but of course, like a game is not two minutes. As much as everyone wants to focus in on those last two minutes, as much as everyone wants to focus in on how the game ended, that is not the game. Because the Magic... We're good enough to win this game. Opening up a 17-point lead. They're up by 10 with about 7 minutes to go. They're up by 9 with 3.5 minutes to play. With about less, with like 2.5 minutes to play. It should never have come down to the officiating. As frustrated as the Magic were with the officiating, with the calls they weren't getting, it should never have come down to it. Because in a game this close, it's always one thing turning it one way or the other. It's getting a stop. Because the Heat, except for the game-tying free throws, they didn't go to the foul line. If the Heat were playing that physical, why weren't the Magic? Um, Again, maybe the refs would have called that. I don't know. We never got the chance to see it because the Magic's defense was awful in the final stretch of the game. It's never about the officiating. This loss, losing a 17-point lead from the second quarter, uh losing, a, a, again, a nine-point lead with about two and a half minutes to play. This was all on the magic. This was all on the mistakes they made, the poor execution, the poor shots, the tired, the, the frankly fatigued look, the kind of the shell-shock look that they had. This is all on the magic. And frankly, it's very clear that it's part of kind of the larger problem with this team. The Magic are in a postseason chase. Let's let's put it out there. These are not playoff games, but they're starting to have playoff intensity. And when a game has playoff intensity, when 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 games are are this important to everyone involved, because Miami's trying to avoid the play-in tournament themselves, when it's important to everyone involved. It ratchets, ratchets everything up, up a level, up a notch, up up everything. And every possession matters. Every little thing matters. And so, yeah, that's why the officiating, so frustrating for, for Magic fans in this game, matters. But what we're seeing, what we saw in the loss of the Knicks, and what we saw in this loss of the Heat, a 107-102, 103 loss in overtime. 
what we saw are this team's fatal flaws. And it's frankly just this... I, I initially called it rigidity, but it's this lack of diversity. Why, why did these bad calls, besides the fact that they were bad calls, but why did they feel worse? Because so much on getting these calls. So much of what the Magic do is dependent on getting to the foul line. The Magic are a team that lives in the paint. And yes, they're third in the league in free throw rate. Them and the Heat had the same number of free throw attempts in this game, and that's a loss for Orlando. They have to win. They have to get to 30 free throw attempts per game to have any real shot at winning, to have shots at winning major games. And they are certainly good enough to do it But when they don't, we see the problems. So, yeah, yes. We could talk about the blown leads. We could talk about all that. This game came down to two things. It came down to one thing, but on two sides of the ball. Plain and simple, it was about execution. All close games are about execution. And when the Magic were rolling in this game, they were getting turnovers, they were getting stops, they were getting out in transition. They were pushing the tempo, playing their style. When they were struggling, they couldn't get stops. They were they were letting shooters get free. They were they were doing they were they were playing the slow down drag it out game. They were having to figure things out in the half court. And too often, as Markel Fultz noted after the game, too often the ball got stuck on one side. It's a little bit too much isolation basketball. They weren't getting to the foul line with it. They weren't moving the ball. They weren't getting open shots. The best moments for the game and the second half, at least when the, when the Heat did get back in the get back in the game, the best moments of the game came when Jalen Suggs was creating defensive chaos and and helping this team speed itself up. At the end of the day, the Magic's problem is in that half court, and that's what's going to win or lose games. That's what's going to win or lose these close games. And why the Magic are so bad in close games, and the Heat have the most close game wins in the entire league. Miami's whole strategy, frankly, because their offense is so awful and it was awful in this game and the Magic's defense was largely pretty good except for the last two minutes of the game, once again, like it was against the Knicks. The whole key strategy is get to the end of the game and Jimmy Butler will deliver a win. And that's what happened. That's that's Miami Heat basketball. This game was about execution, pure and simple. It was about the ability to get a good shot. And far too much, far too often now, the Magic are struggling to do that, especially late in games. They're struggling to, to execute. They're struggling to get good looks. And they're feeling that pressure, and they're not rising to the challenge. Some of this is growing pains. Growing pains are fine. We will learn to live with it. Everyone will get better. And we're going to get to that uh, in our third segment a little bit here. Uh, but this is the same thing repeating. And so it's important to just kind of take this step back then and say the Magic have leveled up. Whatever this team wanted to accomplish this year, whatever kind of was the baseline thing that this team needed to accomplish this year, they have done it. This team is better than they were last year. They are, they've already matched last year's win total, obviously. Um, but they are a step above what they were. And we've gotten to the point where 
we recognize this team's talent. This team recognizes its own talent and what it's capable of. That's why all the players talk about the play-in tournament so openly. They want to get to the postseason. Mo Bamba in his thank you Instagram post said, go get that play-in tournament. They, they know what the goal is. They know what, what they have to do. But actually doing it's going to take something this team has not done very well. They're not a good three-point shooting team. They're not a good mid-range shooting team. Their life is in the paint. And over and over again in the fourth quarter of this game, over and over in the critical moment of this game, the final two minutes of this game, when Orlando had had misses, had got stopped on four of their final five possessions, while the Heat scored on their final four possessions to erase that nine-point deficit and tie the game and send it to overtime where the Heat took the lead for the first time in the entire game, the Magic have one trick up their sleeve. That is get to the basket, get to the rim, or get fouled. And frankly, that is not sustain- that's not sustainable against the Heat. Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler are too good defensively. And the one make the Magic had was a weird, that was a tough shot for Paolo Vancaro. At the end of the day, you got to make shots. You got to execute. And this team has one trick up its sleeve. And defensively, they're solid. But especially that starting group, not great. And susceptible to exactly what I'm talking about. Jimmy Butler can get to the basket. He can get to the line. He can hit the mid-range. He can move the ball. The Magic aren't doing that. And until they figure out how to diversify their offense, and and that might mean new personnel, things are going to stay this way. Or they're going to have to learn how to execute better in late-game situations. Again, in a close game, in a game that goes to overtime, one play can really change everything. I know I talked about that after the Knicks game on Tuesday. One play can really change everything. If the Magic get that stop, if Paolo makes that shot, we're talking about a completely different story here. This is a young team going through its paces and learning and struggling to find its way, even if they are really knocking on that door. I've got some thoughts on Jamal Mosley uh, and some of his decisions in this game. We'll go through the final box score, kind of dive a little bit deeper into this game. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, there's just there's just so much in this game. 107-103 loss to the Miami Heat. Um, a lot of emotion put in this game. I, you know, I don't know if the Magic will admit it fully. They know which teams bring the most fans to the Amway Center. They know which teams uh, get loud, and Heat fans are certainly one of them. They know that this is a big game, a big statement game for them. If, if they're going to seek legitimacy... If they're going to seek to build a fan base, this this is a this is a team and this is an opponent that really matters, um, and and you can see kind of the pain on their faces after the game and really throughout the game and how frustrated they were that they weren't able to get over the hump because, you know, honestly for a quarter and a half for sure, for a solid two two and a half quarters, this this Magic team just dominated this game. We saw what the Orlando Magic's future is going to look like in this game and 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 and, and when this team gets all its pieces together matures a little bit, we saw exactly who this team is going to be. Um, I, I will repeat this. It, it feels bad, and this loss is bad as far as this season goes, but the the future is still, there's still so much more positive than negative. I, I really hope that Magic fans don't get too sucked into this postseason race or, or, or believe that success or failure this, this year is based on making the postseason, making the play-in tournament. Because the fact of the matter is, this Magic team has already accomplished a lot. And this Magic team is already taking some very, very big steps forward. And, and, and the fact that we're frustrated and disappointed with how this team has played and, and the results that we're getting is a sign of that progress. I, I honestly, I, I'll, I'll get into this a little bit more in the third segment, but so much of the tension that we're feeling uh, between a team that's developing and a team that's still that, that, that's trying to compete for something... That's going to be what the story is next year. Next year is going to be about winning. It's going to be about making the playoffs. Uh, whatever the Magic do this offseason, it's going to be about pushing this team to that next level. We're clearly at a level where this team is a postseason... It's, it's Frankly, it's a postseason team. They're 18 and 14, I think, in their last 32 games. Um, they are clearly a playoff-capable a playoff team. Um, they had a 5-20 and 20 start where they had a ridiculous amount of injuries. Their youth really came to the forefront. This is this season's going to push them a lot higher, and, and hopefully they'll add some veterans and add some pieces to really emphasize what they have. Um, but this, there, so much of this match team is still coming together, and, and I really hope that isn't lost here. This loss sucks, both from a fan perspective as, as a, against a rival, and, and just from a development standpoint, because you have to expect that you can hold on to a lead. You have to expect that you can. If you build a 17-point lead that you can hold on to and win it, it, it's the NBA. Everyone makes a run. But when you have a 9-point lead with two and a half minutes to go, that's a lead you have to expect to to hold. And and there is no excuse. The officiating is not an excuse. There is no excuse for losing that kind of lead. I I, I said this when the team was certainly tanking. I will say this now when the team at least 
peripherally is a is a postseason team, is a play-in capable team. There is no excuse for this, and, and it falls on the team that was out there. And, and you know, frankly, we we do have to call this out. The Magic starters right now are really struggling. Every Magic starter except for Franz Wagner, who is zero, and plays with the bench team bench with the bench, had a negative plus minus in the game. Just plain and simple, they aren't getting the job done. We said maybe three, four weeks ago that they were one of the best start, best lineups in the entire league. That was the case then. The last 10 games, they are a negative net rating, and this is only going to make things worse. Everyone on the Magic's bench had a positive plus minus. In fact, you could do the same thing with the Heat. Every player on the Heat, every starter for the Heat except for Caleb Martin had a positive plus minus. Every, heat, every player off the Heat's bench had a negative plus minus except for Max Struess, who was plus one and played 39 minutes. So he was essentially a starter in this game. It, 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 the struggles that the Magic have, you know, frankly, the inconsistency that they've shown over the last few weeks, it, it starts with Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro. And, and it feels a little early in their careers to call them out and, and say, hey, you got to step up. You are the stars of this team. But the Magic need their star players to act like freaking stars. Um, they need them to play a whole lot better. Paolo Bancaro, I didn't think, played poorly in this one. 16 points, 6 for 16 shooting, 0 for 4 from deep. 4 for 4 from the foul line. Always a problem when Paolo Bancaro's not getting to the foul line a ton. He got only 4 free throws. Um, really active with 13 rebounds, including 5 offensive rebounds. Um, I, you know, He turned the ball over. I think the defensive pressure, when the Heat really ratcheted up the defensive pressure, it bothered a lot of the Magic's players. They really struggled to move the ball. That starting group just just isn't playing very cohesively right now. Um, you end up getting a lot of Palo isolations. And look, I really like that early on in the game, they got him off cuts. They got him near the basket. They got him easy shots. It's got to be work. There's got to be fewer of these isolations and fewer of these isolation plays. Palo likes to kind of dance a little bit. And, and look, he'll get there where he can make those and, and you run those three, four times and it's fine. He's making two or three of them. But right now, he is, they're doing it too much, and he's not making the shots. Um, Franz Wagner had a lot of the same issues. Franz Wagner was worse, to be honest. 10 points, 4 for 15 shooting, missed all four of his three-pointers, 2 for 3 from the foul line, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, or at least he had that, but 4 turnovers as well. Franz is getting a little too cute with his flip shots and his shots around the basket. At least he's getting to the basket in this game, but way too cute with some of those flip shots. Had some shots from out that he that we know that he can make, and so he's just going through kind of a prolonged slump on that. Um, but it's it's just not there, and it just feels like more than anything, it feels like he's forcing a lot of things. And look, the Magic need these guys to play. It is really hard to win in this league when your top two players shoot 10 for 31 or shooting 33%. The Heat's top two players, Bam Adebayo was 5 for 10. Uh, Jimmy Butler was 7 for 17. You don't have to shoot perfect. He was 12 for 27. You know, Tyler Hero was 10 for 23. The Magic did their job defensively in this game. They've got to get some offense. And their two top offensive players are really struggling. And that makes it hard for the rest of the team to fill in. If Paolo has a bad game... Franz is there to lift him up. You can go to Wendell. You can go to Markel. You could find someone to, to, to replace one guy scoring. But, you know, the Magic want to be by committee, and that's great. But the end of the game, the ball was in Paolo's hands. The ball was in Franz's hands to make decisions, to get baskets, to make sure this team scores. And, again, like I, I was talking about this, there's a lack of diversity in the Magic's offense. 
they don't have a guy right now, and, and it eventually will be Paolo, and it might be Franz, or they don't really have a guy right now that's going to settle them down and get a bucket or make a play. Markel Fultz might be the closest to that. And honestly, um, we'll get to Mosley and some of the decisions he made and, and some of the things I'm noticing with him. Um, honestly, if the Magic were really just beyond a development p- period, Markel Fultz would have had the ball in his hands toward the end of the game, not Paolo Bencaro. Um, it's good that Paolo's getting this experience. I'm not against it. But Markel Fultz was the best offensive option on the floor tonight for the Orlando Magic, at least among the starters. 17 points, 7 for 14 shooting, 1 for 2 from deep, made a 3. 2 for 2 from the foul line, 3 assists, uh, did turn the ball over 4 times. Um, it was, again, not the greatest game for him either, but he was comfortable hitting his shots, comfortable getting to his spots, found that in-between game really well that the Heat want to give up, uh, and had to ma- had made the Heat account for him. Um, so in the half court, again, I, I think that the not going on with that starting group. I mean, Gary Harris, two for nine, two for six shooting from deep, like not, not, I mean, they, they need him to make shots. The real stars of this game, again, were off the bench. Jalen Suggs, 14 points, five for seven shooting, three for four from deep, four steals, three. Um, Jalen Suggs was the best player on the floor. Um, and a lot of Magic fans asked why he wasn't in the game toward the end. And I think they could have used his defensive energy. He played 13 and a half straight minutes. He came in uh, with about three, with about 439, 4.30 left in the third quarter. Did not leave the game until there was like three and a half minutes left in the game. Left in the game. Um, we will get to Mosley. I want to talk specifically about him a little bit here. Uh, but Suggs, Suggs earned every minute on the floor. 27 and almost 28 minutes. He probably should have been on the floor at least in overtime. You know, he had a little bit of a break. Uh, to, to end the quarter, end the fourth quarter. There's reviews. There's plenty of time to get his win back. They they needed his defensive energy. They needed that injection. They needed his injection of energy in that in that overtime to give themselves a chance. Um, they were rattled. All of the Magic's best moments in this game came with Jalen Suggs on the floor. Just just to be perfectly honest, um, his willingness to just dig in, cause some defensive chaos. Just he was hitting threes. Like this is who we imagine Jalen Suggs could be. And and again. He played plenty of minutes. It's not that he didn't play enough minutes. He played starter-level minutes, but just the way those minutes were balanced made it really tough to have him in at the most important point of the game. But at the same time, he left the game. The Magic had a seven, had a five, uh, six-point lead, I think. They extended it out to nine with two, a minute later. You got to be able to finish that game. So again, I, I turned to Paolo. I turned to Franz. Wendell had four turnovers, had a couple of illegal screens. Just the Magic have to be better. They shoot 42.5% overall from the floor, 11 for 29 from beyond the arc. So again, those aren't the problems. 18 for 23 from the foul line. 18 turnovers for 17 points is not good. Um, certainly the, the Magic should be better there. But they outscore Miami 46-42 in the paint, but 23 of 47 in the paint gave up a lot of points there. Again, they got, they, they got the shots they want. This is their shot profile. They shoot a lot in the paint. But some of that has to translate to fouls. And obviously, that's a little bit out of their control. We can argue about that later. Orlando won fast break points, 17-5. to um, They gave up a few too many offensive rebounds, 11 offensive rebounds for 14 Miami points. But Miami's 4 for 11, so that didn't really... You know, there's some critical ones uh, throughout the course of the game, but that isn't what killed them. What killed them was frustration. What killed them was a lack of offensive execution ability to make shots because their defense did the job. Miami shot 43.5% from floor, 12 for 39 from deep, 20 turnovers for 24 points. Orlando's defense did the job. 
just did not do the job and a tie game down the stretch just like against the Knicks and the Magic's offense couldn't keep up or the Magic's offense couldn't get the baskets they needed to go down. So that's two losses in the last three games where the Magic had a lead at home, where the Magic had a lead, had control over the game for most of it, and just failed to execute down the stretch. This is something this team's got to learn. And honestly, I think a lot of people would say that falls on Jamal Mosley. Um, and, and so I think we got to at least... I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say Jamal Mosley is doing a bad job because I think he's doing a really good job. I think he has done a fantastic job. But there's a balance and a tension that is changing with this team. And so we got to chat about that a little bit after a game like this where we are asking, like, why why do this? And why, we're, make, we're asking tactical questions and, and asking what what is this team's real goal this year? We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first... A quick word from our pals at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now, or what? We're well past, we're almost to the third, fourth quarter of the NBA season. Uh, but now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you could bet on everything. From the money line to point scores to threes drained. Plenty more to go. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like I said, um, I'm not going to sit here and say Jamal Mosley's doing a bad job. Um, I've said this over and over and over and over and over again this season. Uh, and, and I will continue to say this. This season is not about this season. It's this season. We are not judging this season on whether this team makes the play-in tournament. Like it's, it would be nice. Making the play-in tournament is certainly a sign that this season has been a success. I would argue this season's already been a pretty, pretty good success. We, we know a lot of things that we didn't know before and, we're, we're sitting pretty good here. But, you know, assuming the Magic kind of keep at the pace that they're going at. But the Magic in being so successful so quickly and, and, and the way that the East is, has shaken out, the expectations have changed. And that's healthy. That's a good thing. The fact that we're all arguing, the fact that we're all upset, the fact that we're frustrated with this kind of a loss and legitimately frustrated and, you know, the last, usually when the Magic blew a 17, you know, the last few years when the Magic blew a 17-point lead, and I said, that's unacceptable. You've got to be better. 
it was more of people saying, well, that losing's okay. Like, it's going to help our draft stock. And we're not making those arguments. We all want to see this team win. And, and now we're fighting, and, and the debates that Magic fans are having are about how do we get this team to that next level? And that's great. That means the season's been a success. Uh, so I always step back and say that. But the playoffs always expose all your team's weaknesses. And now that the Magic are playing these meaningful games, these games where we are seeing this team compete and fight, we are beginning to see and understand this team's weaknesses. Obviously, shooting's a big one. We all knew that. Um, But we are beginning to really see where this team falls short. And how this team needs to take steps forward. And yes, part of that question does fall on Jamal Mosley. Um, it, it comes with the job. It comes with the territory. The way I would describe the Magic's problem, um, just overall, is just, frankly, rigidity. And rigidness and structure are good things for a young team. For a team that's learning and getting used to things. Jamal Mosley has been a coach this year especially that is focused on the big picture, on the global, kind of like the the macroscopic view of the season. He has coached this team. I've often said this. Maybe he disagrees. Maybe you disagree. He's coached this team as if they're the team they're going to be rather than the team they are now. Some of the rotation decisions he's made, some of the lineup experiments he's gone through, he's given everything a chance to fail, and he's given a lot of freedom to his players to run and to run this stuff, make mistakes, and learn. And of course, this is all not conducive to winning. With winning, when you're trying to win, you've got to be a little flexible. You've got to be willing to change things up when it's called for. You've got to be willing to say, this group isn't working, or this player doesn't working, or this player has it. Let me make sure he's ready to go when it matters. Now, Jamal Mosley said after the game that he felt that Gary Harris was playing good defense on Jimmy Butler. I'm not going to disagree wholly with that. I think Butler did make some tough shots, but they were getting downhill in the paint. The Magic's communication with that starting group was really poor, Considering how much they had struggled in that game, I would have gone to at least Jalen Suggs with that starting group. I might have even considered, you know, playing playing Gary Harrison, taking Franz out for overtime. But that doesn't serve the long-term goal for this team. Like I said earlier, if... I were trying to win this game and I needed to trust someone to get me a basket. I would have given the ball to Markel Fultz. I would have run plays for Markel Fultz. I would have been spamming pick and roll with Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter to get a good shot. But instead, the Magic ran plays to get Paolo Bancaro a shot. Because this year ain't about this year. And having Paolo fail, having Franz fail in these situations, having them feel that pressure 
It's going to make them better the next time they have to feel that pressure. And that's what this season's about right now. Having said that, there is a real tangible goal out there. The Magic are three games back of the playing tournament, three and a half games back of the playing tournament, whatever it is now. They have something to play for. And you should be looking at and trying to build your rotations and build your decision-making to help you reach that goal. You're not sacrificing anyone's development, honestly, by putting the ball in Marco Fultz's hands, by playing Jalen Suggs. You're not sacrificing a grand big scheme to do that. Because at the end of the day, the coach's job is to try and make it easier for his team and easier for his team to win. Mosley's done an incredible job motivating this group. This group is bought into what they are doing. They may not have necessarily the skill level or the experience or the the always the poise to execute at these high levels. Mosley did credit this team's poise uh, late in the game, which I I would not. I think that they they were very clearly rattled, and you know I think Mosley I think Mosley goes a tick too long with his bench. Um, just a, just a little bit, not not very much at this point. That but that bench group was playing really well, and he stuck with them until the free timeout. But at that point, now your starters are a little bit rustier, and I think I definitely think there is he has a set plan sometimes, and I think he sticks to that set plan a little bit too much. That that that's again rigidity is how I would describe it. And again, it's the same thing with frankly the minute restriction a little bit. There's a rigidity to it. You know, why not put Jonathan Isaac in for a quick spell? Again, unless they're, unless like the medical team is like handcuffing him to the bench. This is all to say that like, just like this team has to grow, Jamal Mosley has to grow as a coach too. And it's like the team itself understanding and seeing these situations. Like I said, Mosley's done a really good job with this team. They are bought in. They believe. They play for each other. They defend. They're defending at a high level right now, at least. The missing element is the consistency on offense and the confidence offensively to execute in the half court. Mosley draws up some good plays out of timeouts, um, but the execution level isn't always there. Frankly, the personnel isn't always there. And it's on Mosley right now to make their jobs easier. That's always been the struggle this year. Is they, they want to play a certain style that they may not have the personnel for. And it doesn't always feel like their job is easier. These kinds of losses just really make you examine everything. And, and again, I think the real the real test is how did the Magic show up Monday night? Because Chicago's coming off a bad loss too to Cleveland. A loss where they had the lead in the fourth quarter and lost it. How do you show up? Do you let this game linger? Do you let those frustrations linger? Especially going to the All-Star break, it's easy to pack it in and say, oh, we're going on vacation soon. This is going to be the real test for Jamal Mosley. But he's clearly found something with this bench group and he's just got to re-spark this, off, this, this, this starting group. And some of that is getting his stars going. He had Paolo and Franz are in a shooting slump. And, and this team is not going to survive for very long, at least, if these two guys are not playing well. 
They've done a great job with it so far, surprisingly, but he's got to find a way to get those two guys going. And it's 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 tough to solve. It's it's a tough thing to solve because we're still learning their games. But I think the way to do that is to get out of your own head a little bit. To get out of this kind of rigidity that this team has about playing groups and when guys are out there. and This team needs to find that spark again. And it's it's it wasn't there Saturday night. With a lot of motivation to do so. The magic just the magic couldn't the magic looked like a young team that got schooled by the old by the veteran team. So lesson learned for everybody. And we'll see how they do Monday night. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in him on Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places on the podcast to your podcast and enable listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're going to listen to us, if you wait for Monday night, you can listen to the lock the Game to Game NBA podcast. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Aussie app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. I hope everyone has a great Super Bowl Sunday. Enjoy the game. We'll be back again uh, probably Monday night, Tuesday morning. We'll be back Tuesday. For our next episode of Locked on Magic, to recap the Magic's game against the Bulls, update you on what's going on with Terrence Ross. He will be bought out. Um, just a matter of time. Sounds like he's going to the Phoenix Suns. We'll get to all that uh, on our next episode of Locked on Magic. So until then, for Orlando Magic Daily, Locked on Magic, this is the Ross. another Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.